Welcome to Kinetic Impressions Movie Reviews. I'm Arnie. I'm Andy. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the cult classic Galaxy Quest. Uh, for a little synopsis, I'll read this off of IMDb. The alumni cast of a space opera television series have to play their roles as the real thing when an alien race needs their help. However, they also have to defend both Earth and the alien race from a reptilian warlord. Dude, I fucking love this movie. It's so good. It is so fun. And it's just so well done. It is absolutely like, it's just, it's like, it's like, it's the reason why I think Back to the Future is a perfect movie. It, it, because every single moment of this movie is just fun. What do you think about it, Drew? Uh, yeah, it really ages well yeah. for a 1999 premiere. I mean, that's that's insane to me that it's it was so so long ago. I feel like the you know the, David Howard who wrote it, Star Trek nerd, so he got to you know Star Trek out on this <laughs> Galaxy Quest movie. I feel like. Um, all the actors were way ahead of their time, superstars already anyway. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And so if you have a great cast, a great story like this, it, it's going to be a great hit. And um, man, it aged well. I'm just like thinking about yeah. it. And I was just yeah. like, they did such a good job with like not having even any special effects that would look stupid five years after they made it to where absolutely. it's... Uh, 20 21 years after they made it it still does nothing looks stupid in it um like it's great like i'm sure you watched you watched it on like an hd television right you can't yeah. tell it can tell yeah. it's 20 years old right like when yeah, we watch something else that's 20 years old i mean like the matrix even sometimes looks dated when you're looking at some matrix effects comparably for sure. Um, so let's talk about the story here. So like, you know, obviously this is supposed to be what's crazy is like when a researching this movie, it, like a lot of people who are straight up like hardcore Star Trek fans still say they all say this is one of the best Star Trek movies. Right. Because it, <laughs> yeah, it's because it's so fun. And I think like the story in of itself is like such a really quaint story about. Yeah, it's about these actors who are like washed up. And like each one of them have their little quirks, but like they're all typecast and they have to go to these like conventions and like interact with the fans. And then you've got like Alan Rickman's character, Alexander Dean, who's like always typecast and kind of hates his role. Then you got Tim Allen, who's played by uh, who's who who plays Jason Nesbitt, who like is all encompassing with the role and like rolls with it. And, and, and like I love how the interaction with the fan base and them is just so like it's so honest and nuanced. And really great and then like it turns into this like redemption story where they all have to like actually become their characters and then the and then at the end the fans actually come in and rescue them at the same time and it just becomes this really awesome blend of fanship and fantasy that just really works really well um what do you think about the story drew yeah i mean to um uh... Like there's no hit, there's no missed moment. I mean, like yeah. the bump in with Justin Long, yeah. Uh, you know that that plays that plays a big moment. Um, just in the beginning scenes, they run into the aliens. You know, you run into the aliens like not even five minutes into the movie. So For like, sure, yeah. the sto- I was just thinking of how cohesive the story is. Yeah, and like, there's not just a missed second and a, a missed. There's not a missed opportunity. Or any kind of like dragging on of anything. If anything, like the longest 
the most like elongated portion of this movie is when like Tim Allen's hung over Tim Allen, <laughs> you know, what I'm uh, <laughs> when he's hung over yeah, and he's like, um, you know, and he's trying to like not listen to the story. That's like the, the longest portion of the movie. And that's the only part that doesn't have like, legitimate plot in it yeah 100 <laughs> like, and those are like the only two that's, that's really the only time we get because the rest of it is just a fun maze to get to the ending of this movie and there's yeah. the, there's like just when you think it's gonna end it doesn't end and it it it, it doesn't make it feel long at all i mean the yeah. short it's a very short it feels like a shorter movie than what it is 100% yeah um and like I think you know the performances are really good too in this as well like you were talking about earlier like this is probably one of Tim Allen's best performances right oh, like, yeah. especially that moment when he was confessing um to Malthazar the leader of the of the alien race and you remember the scene right uh where he tells him um I'm sorry we lied to you like that 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 moment really hit, and it's really really well done, and I think is probably some of the best acting I've ever seen to Malin. Um, so, kind of a side note to this. Um, so, DreamWorks did this movie, right? And DreamWorks is actually um, part owned by Steven Spielberg, and Steven okay. Spielberg was on set the day they filmed that scene, and he actually gave props to Tim Allen about that scene. And there's like a cool story about it. Um, there's a lot of, I actually watched a documentary about this movie, which is actually really fun to watch too. Um, done by the, uh, the guys who do the, uh, the movie, tra- the, the honest movie trailers. Uh, I'll see if I can get the name of the documentary uh, when you're, when we're talking about it, but uh, it's really cool. And there's, there's a lot of really cool behind the scenes stuff about it. And that's one of the big things about it that they talk about the making of it. Apparently, um, Harold Remis was supposed to direct this movie for a long time. Really? Yeah. He was going to direct it. Um, and the only reason that he didn't direct it is because the studio couldn't get the guy that he want that he wanted to play, um, Jason Nesbitt, um, which was originally going to be um, ah God, a fish called Wanda. Um, uh, what's his name? Danes? Is it Danes? Ah, I forget his name. I forget, it. but that's the star of a fish called Wanda. That guy, if you could look that up for me. Um, but he just didn't feel that it was the movie that he could make with that act with Tim Allen. Um, and so what happened is Hal Rimmis actually left the movie right before production was going to happen. And then before like camera was going to roll, John they, Cleese, John Cleese, they, well, he wanted John Cleese to play him to play or Kevin, Co- Kevin, Kevin, Klein. Klein, Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein. Sorry. Klein. I'm looking at the top. top yeah, Kevin Klein, which would have been a different movie or even Robin Williams. He wanted in this as well, which would have been a different movie as well. Right. Um, and then I, like when Harold Rimmis left, I cannot see – I can see this movie kind of having some success with Kevin Klein because uh, I think – I'm thinking of Kevin Klein in um, – around the same time, Wild Wild West. Yeah. That Kevin Klein in this movie works, mm. but but it doesn't yeah. it doesn't work for the infamous fame, which is Tim Allen. And like, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't know if I feel the same of, as Tim Allen as um, – you know, Buzz Lightyear, Tim Allen yeah, in my I, head, just the voice, yeah. even the voice in your head, it yeah. clicks for you as a child, so as Tim Allen. To that point, now that you're saying this, I think that Tim Allen does exude 90s dad energy, right? Oh, because of, uh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think his dynamic with Justin Long and the and the dad energy, it really, really works. Yeah, and that's that's why I was thinking like, 
I, I'm, I'm like picturing Kevin Klein from Wild Wild West, which was yeah. very kind of gimmicky and fun and like yeah. that, the same way that you kind of perceive Tim Allen. But because of that dad energy that you're saying, yeah. I don't think it would, it, there's no way it would have been the same. And then um, the, the move, the documentary, I think it's called Never Forget of, Never Forget. of Galaxy Quest documentary. Fantastic. Wreck for the episode. Totally watch that. It's real fun. Yeah. Real fun. Looks um, good. So, like, you watch the documentary, like, a lot of this movie was kind of slapped together, you know? Sigourney Weaver really wanted to be in this movie. They originally did not want to approach her because she was too much of a star. Um, but she just, like, read the script and was, like, really into it and just wanted to play something I, dumb and fun. I didn't know that because, like, I thought it was great that she was in it because yeah. of her alien reference. Like, just yeah. because of the alien references in it i thought like it'd be stupid to put her like i i didn't i thought she would think it's dumb to put herself in it but like yeah i mean you're looking at this list and yeah. um i'm looking you know obviously justin long who's yeah you know this career is first movie yeah like yeah. whose career exploded after this i mean like he's he is just like i think he'll still be in movies after because he's so young yeah. Um, but I mean, even, um, Missy Pyle, who I was like, yeah. I recognize her face and she's like the, um, Beauregard, Miss Beauregard in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the, the, the redone yes. one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I just noticed the, her eyes in that face and like the, the whole, the whole cast. I mean, dude, yeah, you could not pay these people. No. I'm just thinking of a budget to get these people back. Uh, obviously oh. the late great Alan Rickman, but yeah. Like, Oh man! Uh, sin, all, the the amount of syndicates in this, you know, like and Sam Rockwall, is a genius now. So like, definitely the the the, the couple of other things with the documentary. Uh, so Sam Rockwall apparently like um, he based his character on um, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Alien Two had a had had a um, one of the same actors. I forget his name. Um, Alien Two. Um, anyway. He based his actor on one of the actors from Alien 2, and it makes perfect sense, right? Was that like the Resurrection or whatever? Or? No, um, Alien 2. So Aliens, I think, is the actual title of it. Uh, uh, Aliens. I forget the guy's. But he, um, I forget the guy's actual name, but he based his character off of him, and it was perfect, right? And then also Balthazar or uh, Malthazar, the alien uh, leader, the aliens leader, who like you know, uh, who's like, yeah, come with us, help us, we're gonna help. Yeah. He actually came up with that character during the um, audition process. Like they were basically like, just do whatever. And he basically uh, modeled that voice out of a vocal exercise. And when he did it for them, they loved it. And then they subsequently showed that audition tape to all of the other actors listening oh, no. for the alien role. Oh no, uh, dude, I'd be so nervous if that happened. You know, like you, <laughs> you're just like practicing your like your dialect or whatever, and you're like, yeah, ah, ah. yeah. and yeah. then like all of a sudden, like, yeah, that's. I want you to laugh like that. Laugh, laugh like that. And it's so good though because him as an actor, his name is Enrico Costil Costellian. Yeah, Costellian. Um, he he's so, like he like that just shows you that he was a trained actor. But he like he acts really well as that alien, and especially that scene with him and Tim Allen. And like he plays like I guess like the thing about those aliens that you really love about them is the fact that they're really lovable, they're kind, you know, they're really really like they're so um, what's the word? Um, 
uh, naive that they created this whole world based upon that. And that scene with well, him and Tim Allen is just so good. Cause he's this like, guy's really funny. Um, Enrico is really funny. Like he, I remember him from just shoot me. Do you remember the, the series? Yeah. yeah just yeah, shoot yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. He was sure. like, he was so funny in that. And I thought he was just one of the, not like the throwaway characters, but he was just like, he was like the, he was like the third guy to me, you know, cause it was always about uh, the girl and I'm sorry, but like this nineties thing, I can't, I can't remember all the stuff from that happened in the nineties. He's also the dad in um, uh, Veronica Mars. Yeah. 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 But like, you know, the, the, the most of just shoot me is the, the play off the girl and David Spade and like so much that happens with the boss, the boss comes in. Bill and the boss is yeah. Yeah. Bill Paxton is in aliens. Yes. Yeah, um, and so like the Enrico, he was always the comic. He was the 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 small character comic relief in Just Shoot Me, and he, I always thought he was great. So like to see his wide range from that to this, yeah. was like I know him from somewhere, and I was like, where do I know him? From? That, that that's that's one of the pieces of the puzzle that makes this movie so good. This is like one of the one of the rare movies that just kind of like, it's like, it's like uh the producers, right? It's like all these pieces come together. They don't feel like they're the right pieces that come together, but they come together in a way that is so unperfectly, beautifully perfect. Right. That's what I feel about this. Cause like you had a director that didn't go into this movie until like right before things were about to start shooting. Right. And then you also have the fact that uh, all, all of these actors who would become really good names, right? Sam Rockwall is in here. Um, and you got Justin Long as well. And then a bunch of the aliens, um, I believe, uh, who was the guy from uh, Parks and Rec? Um, did, did you notice the guy from Rain, The Office? Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson is yeah, in Yeah, did you show. notice Rain Wilson this time? Yeah, I yes. I yes. the last time? Yeah. 100%. Rain Wilson is in here as well. There's a lot of these really, really good top-tier like comedy actors coming together into this like like movie. Like, wow, this was like almost 10 years ago? 1999. 20, 1999. 21, man. Like Jesus 21 Christ. years ago. It didn't feel that old. 22, it didn't feel I think. That old. Yeah. 22. It did not feel that old. It's just such a good, like, comedic ensemble cast. And then I got to talk about Alan Rickman. Bro, Alan Rickman, like, it was my favorite plot in this movie. Like, right before the third act gets rolling. Right? And it's like, it's like this really, like, boom, 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 boom. You really feel the pacing. The third act of this movie... It's probably one of the best, most tightly written third acts I've ever seen. Yes. Because yeah. it just goes. And every character in this ensemble has a moment of realization and conflict and resolution. And, and you're talking all, all the way even to the bit characters. So, like, one of the biggest moments I was like, dude, this movie's fucking rocking, is that one scene where Alan Rickman is with one of his, like, big fans, which is one of the alien guys, who, like, takes up the mantle of his of his people and is like I just I've based my entire life about over you right and like they together work to kind of free the other aliens from like that 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 prison cell and then like that guy actually gets shot yeah and and just from the introduction to that moment yeah. you you know you've gotten all the context but you're kind of heartfelt about yeah. his death right yeah, I'm like what it. why you just met this character like three just scenes. met him he just told them to shut up in the last yeah. scene yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah but 
But like you get it because he fucking loves his character and he like bases his whole life over his mantra of of the of the perceived character. There's so many layers of ethos in this movie. Right. There's so many layers of it. Like that's one of the reasons. Like it does it so effortlessly. But like when that happens, and then like when he starts to die, and then he's like, and then he, and then he asks him to do the, the 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 what is it the the cry or whatever. He's like, by grab Thor's hammer. Well, just like <laughs> I will avenge thee. I was just like, oh. you. <laughs> like, oh my and he, god. And it's so sad. It's like it's it's such a good moment because you're just like, oh man, it just it like him saying that after not wanting to say it. Yeah, kind of makes his it makes his whole life worth it's it. So, to him. It, it like it resolves the character itself uh, in the movie, so and it great. gives him a reason to give that line in a real fucking perfect way. Like this is just so tightly written. And then just before that, you had like an alien sex scene between our other really fucking favorite character in this movie, yeah. my man Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub, dude, his character uh, is so good in this too. And but like after Tony Shalhoub saves everybody by transporting the alien outside of the ship immediately has a sex scene with his new girlfriend uh played by missy pyle while yep. sam Rockwell watches them and is like oh that's not right that's not right which oh. also a, a line that stays with you after that and then after that oh, you have the right. alan yeah. reckman thing well I, I i'm glad you brought uh tony shalhoub tony shalhoub is my favorite character in this because the whole time he just accepts it. Yeah, everyone wants to question. Well, everyone wants to question the movie. Everyone yeah. wants to question what's going on. Everyone wants to just be like, "Let's get out of here." Yeah, he's the only one that's like just accepting it for what yeah. it is. Yep. And because like, like the direction that he got was just like, "Hey, man, you're the only one on board. You're just gonna accept the whole thing." Like, like when he when Whatever. he gets space zoomed into the spaceship. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he was just like, oh well, that was like that, you know, he's the only one thing. not like, yeah, like he was like that, the only that was one a not. Hell of a thing. <laughs> oh, that, that was that was interesting. I was, was like, like oh my god, <laughs> and with his straight face, and then like the um, the, he's always the, eating. There's the three scenes, like these three scenes that like always get me with him. It's just like it's that it's it's that that I noticed this time, which is when he zooms in, and then the um, the one where like. They're meeting because the the beryllium, beryllium, whatever, beryllium, beryllium, beryllium. Yeah, the beryllium is is uh has you know broken in the ship. There's you know they they busted it, and he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then then he like you know he comes into the meeting. He's like, hey guys, um, they're telling me uh, telling me that there's a planet right nearby with some extra uh beryllium, whatever. And it's like, and he's and he's like. And then he just like goes, you did it, guys. I think that worked. Let's group hug. <laughs> and, I, and then like, I was like, oh my God. The, 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 it's just so funny. But um, when, uh, just, and then the comedic relief when, you know, the, the air suction thing, the air suction thing is like, um, looks like they were uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just the calmest person. Yeah. You know? so it looks like we wanted them to leave. So I just have it made it happen faster he has like like perfect comic timing with his breezy attitude you know yeah and it reminded it it gave me it just gave me everything i needed from like missing (laughs) him and monk and everything like it just it was everything i needed and he's he's the best comic comedic relief in this movie uh i would almost say just watch it for him but like everybody like you're saying man everyone had their part Uh, did you ever watch high school musical as a kid i honestly didn't no that wasn't something i, I got into 
didn't care for it either. Yeah, I think but, it was a little um, after my time. But the but the guy who played opposite the infamous Zac Efron uh-huh. is Corbin Blue. And Corbin, when Corbin Blue was a kid, he decided to do uh, Galaxy Quest, and he's the kid in Galaxy Quest of uh, Daryl Mitchell's. He's Daryl Mitchell's young, like young self. Oh, okay. So the guy that's flying the ship, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, kid, yeah, 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 yeah. When he's in kid form, he's the youngling that we know is Corbin Blue. <laughs> okay. In High School Musical, that's just like just that's to show you that like th- this whole cast is just filled with people. Filled. Speak, with people. Speaking of the, of that guy who plays the the actual um the the ship's pilot, his yeah. name is uh D- Darylin Mitchell. Darylin Mitchell, yeah. I think. Dar- Daryl Mitchell. Yeah. T- that will tell me over. So he was actually in a movie in a movie that was directed by the director, right? And like the director really liked him and wanted him for this part. And then to fix the the fact that he was younger than everyone else in the movie, they decided to cast a kid to be part of that TV show version of the of the of the TV show. So like that whole aspect of it of him being a kid on the ship in the TV show is a direct connection of Hal Remus leaving the movie and this other director being like I want this I want my friend in this movie. Nice. Right. So, so that's that little quirk. That's like one of those little tiny little like little tiny little quirks that just yeah. kind of came from this movie being made. And it makes the, the movie it what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It does. And like Toby Weber, he actually has his moments too, man. I like him too a lot. I like the fact that like you know that, that moment when everything's happening in the third act, but then you cut to him like he's practicing. It's like all right, that's how we do it. That's how we're, that's what we're doing. All right. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah, because Tim yeah. Allen's like. Uh, he signs everybody what to do, and then he's yeah. like, and, and he goes to t- you know, he goes to t- Tommy Weber, and he's like, uh, Tommy, what, what? Do you, Tommy's like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, practice flying the ship. <laughs> 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 and I love, I love it, man. It's, it's great. And um, but I, I just have to go back to how good the writing was. Like, yeah, like when it stops at one, because in the show it always <laughs> stops at one. It's just fucking comedic Brilliant. gold. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. Comedic- I guess brother. yeah, it never it never got past never one. Like, what happens when it's, he gets to zero? It's funny. It's like this is probably like one of the one of the first like times you know you know fucking Deadpool does it all the time now, where like we like pick apart tropes in movies and stuff. This is like one of the first movies that I can think of that really kind of like brought that to a head. And it's like, yeah. oh, this is a trope that happens in stuff all the time. We're gonna usurp that trope and we're gonna make fun of it. You know, that's like the first time I've ever really like think about seeing that. But like, dude, like that harkens back to that third act, man. Such a good third act. When like Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver are going into the belly of the ship, and then everybody's like fighting off the, the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, why is it like this? He's like, whoever wrote this episode, I'm gonna kill. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and like I, we gotta talk about the production design, man. Oh, it's Justin like, Long has to throw the trash out. Like, <laughs> yeah, see that that like one moment. That one moment. Like, <laughs> Dude, we talk about so, the the production designers. It's, it's so it's like it's like they play this straight. So ILM did this, right? And like ILM, like they were actually like in the documentary, they were talking about how like we thought this was going to be a slapstick movie, you know, kind of throwaway whatever. But then the director was like, "No, nah, we're playing this straight, bro." And you can feel it, right? Because, like, from the campiness to, like, the, the way that the campiness of the TV show was was the way ILM thought they were going to approach this. No. <laughs> no. They approached this like a real fucking, like, 10-pole movie. That scene 
where the ship comes out and is scratching the side That's, of the dude, <laughs> you just read my mind i was like i was just about to just mention that like isn't that such a how I, I i was gonna i was thinking man this movie this movie's gonna the graphics are gonna be awful when we're talking about space. Like yeah. I just thought, like okay, everything that's in the ship that that's fine. But like when we're talking about space, there's no way they spent any money on space. But then I'm looking at it, and when they're scraping the edge, I was like, yeah. this actually does look like a a funny, good, well made space movie. I'm like, yeah. it really does look like he's just like scratching the shit up, and like the people are like waving him goodbye, and they're kind of shocked when the ship's getting <laughs> No. Just, the, 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 the acting of the aliens and the way they're still like and like they're just all like you know they're naive they don't understand this is what's happening they're just kind of like oh yeah yeah it's that attitude it's like of course it's like the perfect attitude to have for these like stupid idiots you they don't really know what they're doing don't really know what they're doing. They're running shit, but like, like, but like, all fits into this perfect microcosm of just a good, good comedic fun movie, and it just like works really well. Um, oh is, yeah. Is there, is there like? Let me ask you like, what is your like? Like, obviously, we talked about all the fucking favorite parts of this movie. But like, like, what are the good like serious moments in this movie? Right. So like, so like the Alan Rickman moment was really really good, and then like I think like the ending, man. The ending is so good. You know what I mean? Like, like when, like that, like that, that it speaks to the writing, right? That whole, like, what is the Omega 13? What does it do? And then at the end, it resolves the Omega 13 in a yeah. way that just like, you can't even, you wouldn't even have thought of. It's just such a smart, tactful. Literally like, within moment. the first five minutes, you're asked what the Omega 13 does in the, yeah. with, within the fans presence when they're writing the thing, you know, like yeah. when they're signing the autographs or whatever. And, and then, like, you know, he's angry. He was just like, uh, you know, that's when he kind of gets angry and says, it was just a fucking movie, kid. Yeah. And then, like, all the way to the end, solving that. It's, it's great writing. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think we've named so many good of this. Like, it's the Alan Rickman moment. Yeah. It's so it's, good. It's the... Um, I, I, I really love that moment when he's on the phone with Justin Long and he's yes. like, look, look, man, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's just a show. But to us, it means a lot. And he's like, shut up, kid. It's not just a show. It's all real. I was like, I knew it. I knew it was real. <laughs> like, I was like. That, yeah. That, uh, but, that moment. Yeah. But, the, you know, those are all great moments. Uh, when he has to, we already mentioned it, but when he has to lie to him or when he has to tell him that he's been lying to him. And, yeah. uh and, That's a and good he, moment too. He, you know, like like you said, it's some great acting, great acting that you don't see too often from Tim Allen. But yeah. uh, not only that, but like after after that, to, it kind of gets resolved. Like, yes, he was telling the truth, and we all know he was telling the truth. But but at the end of it, you know, like he was just, you know, the the guy Balthazar or whatever. He's like, uh, you really got me, or Mathazar. He's like, you really got me there. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, and I was like, uh, you know, like, we'll just go along with it. Whatever. Yeah. Dude, we should talk about the space operaness of it because it really is good. Um, the the move that they do to actually fend off the, the those alien reptilians, right? Where they like go into the minefield and grab all the mines and they go back and throw them at the, at the aliens. 
it was it was really well made. That kind of speaks back to the production design and the space operaness of it, you know? Like that's also goes back to the really good writing and really kind of combines it together. Like it it's like they I really do feel when I mentioned that, you know, start, it's a Star Trek nerd who make, who makes the movie. Yeah. Uh, I really do feel like you, you take everything that you've hated about movies, just like, just like the, the farce that this movie is, which is, you know, it's fans asking the cast like, Hey, you know, this didn't make sense. This le- like, you know, this doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Because of the science behind it. Well, like you take somebody, you take that fan and you make a movie with it where the science does back up everything that happens in the thing. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's pretty concrete. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like at, there's nothing that you can say like, well, that happened because nothing happens in this movie. That's movie magic. It's all just like, it's all just like, uh, no, we have, you can have an answer for everything. Yeah. If you nick it, nip, like, you know, fine tune it like they've fine tuned everything in the writing and uh that 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 goes to show you that like a well-made movie and like i think you're right like, this is the best star trek movie because <laughs> it, there's nothing open-ended of it no. you know, like I, I just watched uh you and i were talking about a movie we were talking about the star trek movies a couple weeks ago and uh, you were describing one and i just like i just Thought I blocked it out of my head, but I had not ever watched one of the start one of the newer Star Trek movies. Oh yeah, and I think it was Beyond. Yeah, uh, Beyond, good one. No, which one's the one oh. with? Uh, you know what? I gotta say, the attitude of the new Star Trek J.J. Abrams movies, yeah, definitely takes some from this movie. Yes. The humor in this movie and the humor... Actually, I want to say, J.J. Abrams also says that he loves this movie and it's one of his favorite Star Trek movies. And, and it kind of shows. You can feel that. You can feel that in his Star Trek movies. With the humor and the, and everything that it moves, the way it moves, the campiness of it, the attitudes between everyone, it does, you know, it, it, it does, it, like the, the tone of, of Galaxy Quest. What's funny is, is like... Present. I asked Google, like I just typed in in Google Star Trek movies, you know, it lists the, it lists, you know, all the movies, but like on the second list at the end of it, it has Galaxy Quest before other Star Trek movies, <laughs> before like lesser known movies, it has Galaxy Quest in there listed. Like, it's just like, I think you meant this. And I was like, that's, that's great. But no, I was just thinking of like the, um, there were so many things in Beyond that I didn't like. And I was thinking about like just the way progress goes within the movies. I didn't like things that happened in Beyond that I actually liked. I'm like, oh, I'm glad Galaxy Quest did it right. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, Beyond was a little it, – it took a little bit out of like the mystery and adventureness of it and just kind of made it, it – went, it went full on action movie. It went full on action movie camp. For sure. It did. And it didn't, it didn't give enough good story, like in-depth story as it does in the other two movies. Like, yeah. I really, I really, there was a lot of action that I didn't care for that. Like even into darkness, I got like enough story and action and you get this like forced, you get this forced motive in Star Trek into darkness that yeah. 
that I, I just liked. I cared for it a lot better, more than mm-hmm. the other movies. But anyway, we're talking about Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Galaxy Quest just hitting all cylinders. Yeah. I think it was a wonderfully – it was a well-done action movie. Uh, you don't see many gunshots in the movie. No. Until, until the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's yeah, but there there is there is a couple gunshot f- fights, right? Battles, right? But it's actually mostly fisticuffs, which I, I think which I think kind of like yeah is because because like I mean you, they go to an alien planet and then Tony Shalhoub just like makes that move when like yeah. Sam Rockwell is like oh, you, you sure there's air <laughs> and, yeah, that's and, then great. He, and then like tell, and then they open it up and then Tony Shalhoub just goes like it's good <laughs> but like obviously <laughs> you're not gonna like. I mean, it, it you're is, not gonna smell like yeah. there's air. <laughs> like obviously, like but like obviously, they're in a world where like they're in the TV show, like they're in the TV show, like they're not in the real universe and everything like that. Um, but it takes everything to the nth degree, man. And I think what you were talking about earlier really, really, really is good. Good thing to, to touch on too. Uh, like the fact that this movie has the fans as a part of it is the reason why it's so good and the reason why it stood the test of time and has become a giant cult classic for sure. And like, I think, and the the reason why this is the most perfect, one of the most perfect Star Trek movies is because it brings in the fanship. And I want to say this is the first Comic-Con movie. This is the first time you saw a Comic-Con in the movie before Comic-Cons were cool. Way before Comic-Cons were cool. You know, like now it's all like the, the dog and pony show. Everyone knows about Comic-Con, but this was the OG that brought Comic-Con to the mainstream. And fans know that and they can connect with it. And like as a fan of these kind of movies, like it was super badass. As a fan, I could watch a fan be part of it and like be part of the resolution and resolution of conflict and be part of the heroes of it. You know, that fucking makes me feel good as a person, as a fan of these things. And this movie fucking makes me feel good. It just makes me feel really nice. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm reading, like, this line. Just think about this line. And I love. there's this line that Justin Long says at the very end of the movie. And he's, like, carrying, like, a fucking, like, an absorbent amount powers. of firecrackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, his mom's like, where are you going with all those fireworks? He's like, well, the proctor got super accelerated <laughs> coming out of the black hole. And it, like, <laughs> nailed the atmosphere at Mach 15, which you guys know is pretty unstable, <laughs> obviously. So we're going to help Laredo guide it onto the Vox ultra-frequency carrier and use Roman candles for visual confirmation. I'm like, that whole line makes sense. Like, I was just thinking about it. I was like, that line is probably all legitimate, like, things that haven't, like... And I just thought, I was like, oh, yeah. man, that's that's hilarious. Like, yeah. he says that line, and he spitballs that line so yeah. three times faster it's than what I said it. And I was just like, wow. That, and I was just listening to it like, oh, what's his answer going to be? And it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's really what's happening in this movie. And his parents are like, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Be back for dinner. Yeah, like be back for dinner at 7. Yeah. Well, at least he's outside. Like, yeah. oh, man. I just love that line. They're like, yep, he's, they're guiding him in because they're going too fast. Yep. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I I think we did it, man. I fucking I love this movie. I'm glad we watched it. I just yeah, I just wanted to read that line because yeah. I, I I thought that that 
that sums up how greatly written like every every moment in this movie you know even at the end they didn't really want to waste any like they didn't waste Absolutely. any any time <laughs> like i'm gonna say probably one of the most perfect comedies and definitely i think probably one of the most perfect movies yep Tim Allen loves to do his cartwheels in the middle of the movie. He's like, the cartwheels really helping. And I love that at the end when he does the shot, like the gun shoot shooting thing, he does a cartwheel into that. Like, (laughs) he's like, did that really, (laughs) is this really necessary? And he like does it. And it's because of the fanfare, it, you know, gets all the, all the applause. And so, yeah, I think we did it, man. Um, This movie is great. I'm so glad 20, you know, I know I've watched it. 10 years ago, but I'm so glad I watched it again because yeah, it was really feel good. I'm glad I own it now. Yeah. <laughs> so 100%. Like, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. It's it's really one of those movies where like, if you forget it for like a couple years, you're going to have fun watching again. But uh, last thing, don't, don't you feel like you could show your kid this in 10 years? Absolutely. Like, kid's going to love this. Like a yeah. kid, a kid in whatever the world looks like 10 years from now. Yeah. You know, I think, I think it'll still work. I think the, I think it works better now because we're in such a sci-fi heavy world where, you know, movies like the TV show those P characters are on is around more in the mainstream. And I think it, yeah. it, 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 that, that kind of breaking of the fourth wall kind of entertainment uh, that, and, and fun with the stories that are always portrayed seriously on television and, and in movies is is, uh, an, is a timeless thing now. Uh, you're you're right. I, I I just realized one of my favorite shows that came out a couple uh, within the last year was Avenue Five, mm-hmm. and uh, a great moment in Avenue Five. Oh yeah. Is, yeah. Um, there's a 13 second delay between yeah. now and Earth, and so this movie came out. Um, I want to say in 2019. It came out in 2019 on HBO. Yeah. I've, yeah. And TV to show, hear, yeah, and to hear that to hear that 13 second delay. And it's so funny that the show opens up with them like saying, Oh, Hey guys from outer space. How are y'all doing? And it's just frozen for 13 seconds because it's like, yeah, they don't get that transmission until 13 seconds later. It's like, Oh, well, oh fuck. Like, it was just like, well, fuck man. So do we just have to stand here for 13 seconds or what do we do? Cause they're not going to let us. <laughs> and then to hear about the Mars, you know, the Mars, uh, yeah. The Martian landed, and <laughs> the feed is a thir- is like a thirteen second delay. <laughs> I'm like, how it's in four K though. <laughs> but how did that comedic? How is that comedic writing so accurate? <laughs> it, it, it's like somebody did their research. I sure. know, man. And so, like, it's just those funny things of breaking that fourth wall in the space comedy that it's gonna get me every time. For sure. For sure. A timeless movie, man. Timeless man, movie. Man, well, uh, I'm just going to say it. Guys, uh, please, if you didn't like our review, just let us know. Give us some comments. Tell us what your favorite moments in the movie were. Uh, we like to hear what your favorite line was since we quoted a lot of lines here. And um, Arnie, I know you got a little side thing going on. What's your side thing? I have a little podcast called The Arnie Dia Show. I do a little bit of independent journalism there and uh, some interviews and stuff. I got some stuff coming up for sure. Yeah. Um, also, guys, let us know what any other cool, cool classics you want to watch. Have yeah. us watch. You know? I think we did it, man. Uh, yeah. What do we always say? 
Oh, go fucking watch a movie. Go watch a fucking movie. Beautiful.